This is a Federal News Network podcast. When the time comes and you decide to retire from your federal career, what exactly is the first step? Certain pieces of the federal retirement process can leave you feeling uneasy, but there are a few steps you can take to make the process smoother. To find out what they are, Federal News Network's Eric White spoke with federal retirement expert Tammy Flanagan. Well, now you're at the point where you've decided you're financially ready, you're mentally prepared. So now it's time to start filling out the application to actually retire. And for most federal employees, it makes sense to start to look at that application a year ahead of time, just to make sure you understand all the decisions you have to make, um, anywhere from choosing the best date to retire to selecting a survivor benefit. But actually turning in the application, that's going to be something you're going to do maybe one month ahead of time if you're in a very small organization, or even up to three months ahead of time if you're in a big like DOD um, facility where you want to make sure that you get to the top of the stack and, and somebody doesn't forget to work on your case. So, so there is some planning involved, that's for sure. And as far as that planning goes, what are some of the key uh, aspects of your information that you need to provide OPM and make sure to ensure that you're not going to have a long, drawn-out process where OPM and you are going back and forth? Well, I always call it, if you have a clean case, you're going to have a much better chance of having everything go through smoothly and have a nice transition from employment to retirement. So what I mean by a clean case is for someone who's worked at the same agency for 35 years, didn't go through a divorce, uh, doesn't have any special concerns about their retirement, those are generally very easy cases to process, as you might expect. But even if you've had work with different agencies or even if you have gone through a divorce, and there are things that might complicate your career when it gets to OPM, as long as you make sure that they have all the information, all the dates of when you started, when you left, make sure that court order, if you've gone through a divorce, has been already approved and acceptable for processing at OPM. So as you've gone through your career, if you've kind of taken care of things along the way, then there won't be things you have to do at retirement that could actually hold up the case. So you want to work with your HR office, Make sure they have what they need because that's going to be the first step in the process. You turn your application into your human resource office, then it goes through payroll, and then ultimately it gets to OPM. So you want to make sure that OPM gets everything they need to see clearly what you've done, where you've worked, um, any kind of discrepancies in your career have been resolved by the time you actually retire. Then you have a much better chance of having that process go much more smoothly. Federal retirement expert Tammy Flanagan speaking with us. And so OPM has your information. They have your paperwork. Uh, What is entailed in their process? Uh, You know, the average amount of time from what we hear from our listeners, the average time around 60 days. uh, What is uh, involved in the process for OPM to process that paperwork? Yeah, a lot of people don't understand, you know, why would it take 60 days to process, you know, a three-page application? It seems like it should go through electronically and very smoothly, but the reality is that three-page application is just the start of a whole catalog of paperwork that has to be documenting your career, making sure that you don't owe the retirement fund some money from past service that you might have had that you took a refund Um, like I mentioned before about the divorce situation. So this is really a paper-based, pretty tedious process. It has to go through many hands um, in order to get that final annuity amount actually verified and paid to you. 
And, of course, we all want to make sure that we get what we've earned throughout our career. So it does take time to verify that service history, make sure there's nothing out of place or inaccurate. And OPM really does make sure that everything is is, um, taken care of before they pay out that final check. So unfortunately, it hasn't become this smooth electronic process yet. So 60 days is about average. Uh, If there are discrepancies or if there are things that are missing, that can delay the process for another month, two months, sometimes even six months, depending on what it is that OPM might be waiting for in order to complete your case. Knowing a few people who have gone through the process, they get a little antsy. Uh, what do you recommend for those going through the process, not hearing anything from OPM? It's uh, hard to maintain communication during the process. Uh, what do you uh, recommend for those folks? Yeah, it's like that time when the rocket ship takes off and you lose communication for a little while before you actually pick up the the communication again. And I think that's how people feel when they leave their agency. They feel like they're going into this state of limbo until they finally start getting those monthly checks going in the bank. So what I tell people is to make sure you take the contact information from your agency, somebody from human resources that you can contact to say, hey, it's been six weeks or it's been two months and I haven't heard anything yet you know, what do you suggest I do? Or even a payroll contact. If you haven't received your annual leave lump sum, or if you're not sure if that application has even left your agency yet, you can contact payroll to find out, has it actually left? What date did you send it over? And then eventually you will hear from OPM. Usually within a month, they'll send you a packet to say, hey, we've got your application. Uh, You can now go on to OPM services online and check the status of your claim. And once that happens, then you can go um, onto OPM's website and find out you know, how far along the process you are. Is there anything that's um, holding up the case? And eventually you'll be able to contact OPM and actually call them and ask questions. So, so you, you do get information along the way, but uh, for some people they get a little worried because it hasn't yet been finalized. What have you heard from clients about the process of the tracking online? Um, have people gave, uh, given it a lot of good feedback, or do they find it a little bit, uh, I guess, you know, a little bit wary just having something online tell them the process of, you know, their livelihood? <laughs> yes. Well, the, it's actually a good thing to have the services online because that will answer many of the questions people might otherwise feel the need to call OPM. And, of course, when you're trying to call a government agency like OPM, sometimes you're on hold, sometimes you don't get the answer you're looking for. So if you're just looking to change your tax withholding or maybe you've moved and you want to change your address, those are real simple things you can do online. Even if it's in the process of your retirement and you've, you know, you've moved because you've now retired, you can let OPM know that without getting on the phone or trying to contact someone and waiting on hold. But when the, day, when the time comes that you do, do have a question that maybe is not available online, to contact OPM these days, at least in my experience, has been a little easier than in the past. I mean, I've helped a few clients get a hold of OPM, and I was actually pleasantly surprised to see that I was able to get an answer the same, uh, within the same hour, usually wasn't on hold for very long at all, and the person that answered the phone was actually quite helpful and quite pleasant. So that's been a big improvement over uh, my experience with them in the past. So I, I, do, I do see improvements. Retirement expert Tammy Flanagan with us. If I had to hamstring you to one piece of advice that you uh, give your clients during this time period, what would that be? Don't wait too long to retire, because I do meet a lot of people who worry that they can't afford to retire. And the reality is, 
they may get the same income waking up in their own bed every day that they get coming to work. So if you're if you're really looking forward to life after retirement, make sure that you can't do that sooner than later because I do find a lot of people uh, wait too long and they wish they would have retired sooner. Tammy Flanagan is Senior Benefits Director at the National Institute of Transition Planning. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.